Irene Kakandis found a special home in the German Studies Association. The Dartmouth College professor gravitated towards the group early in her academic career and speaks eloquently about the lessons she has learned from attending the annual meeting over the years. But several years ago, something big happened in her relationship with the GSA. I must admit, when I was elected officer, which means that you go through the ranks, right, two years as vice president and then two years as president and two years as past president, that immediately upon election, I realized that I would be president for the 40th. And I was slightly overwhelmed with that thought because it does feel like a huge marker. And I wondered, you know, what does it mean that I'll be the one trying to lead the way for that occasion? But I think since I've had it in mind for several years, I'm very excited about where we are. And I'm looking forward to a lot of fun. The fun will commence at the Town and Country Resort and Convention Center on September 29th in San Diego. More than 1,400 scholars from the U.S. and around the globe will convene for more than 300 sessions and many other social functions to celebrate the GSA's annual meeting and its 40th anniversary. What started as the idea of one Arizona State University professor has developed from the first gathering in his backyard to four days of academic research, renewed friendships, and new ideas. Welcome to the sixth and final episode of the GSA 40th anniversary podcast series, my name is Brian Shea, and I am the Public Relations and Advertising Coordinator in the Journals Division at the Johns Hopkins University Press. So far, we have looked at how the GSA got its start, the work which goes into putting the program together at the annual meeting, the unique social experience of the meeting, the new and innovative ways GSA shares scholarship, and how the association supports its members. Now, we have a chance to put the importance of the GSA into context and take a look at some future plans for the organization. Part of the reason that this 40th anniversary celebration has great meaning to those who have given so much to the GSA is that new members continue to come and share in the experience. Founded in Tempe, Arizona, to primarily appeal to scholars in the western United States, the organization now has a much wider audience. Heki Lempa was born in Finland, studied in Germany, and now teaches in southeastern Pennsylvania, representing this diversity. He said as Germany finds itself more involved with global affairs, the GSA will naturally follow. So Germany is becoming global, so to say. And that has been, that the GSA structure has allowed that to happen is an important thing. It has been able to kind of meet the challenge and, and reinvent itself. The program director for the 2016 annual meeting, Todd Haidt, said the makeup of the presenters this year mirrors that kind of growth. You know, this sort of founding myth that we sort of began basically at a backyard barbecue, and that, you know, this year, the, the breadth of institutions, not only within the U.S., but you know, we're seeing an increasing number of scholars traveling from Europe, South America, Asia. There's at least one scholar this year flying in all the way from Sydney, Australia. And, you know, to capture also that sort of intercultural diversity and to bring all of those perspectives to German studies is just phenomenal. All of this means that the GSA does not head to San Diego at a point of crisis. Instead, the leadership finds itself trying to prepare for the next 40 years at a time when all is not well in other areas of academia. Secretary-Treasurer Jerry Fetz, who has been involved with the GSA since 1978, marvels at the current situation. That the fact that we're still growing is, is rather amazing. We think some of the 
reasons why we continue to grow. Maybe it's because people feel a little under siege that uh, they want something like the GSA offers. We're living in a time in which academic budgets have been cut and, and people don't have as much money to travel to conferences anymore, and yet our conference keeps growing and growing, and our, our journal is now professionalized and really made a quantum leap ahead in its look and its professional orientation. That was former President Suzanne Marchand, who has very bullish feelings about where GSA is headed. This is an organization that's very strong and has tremendous support from its, from its uh, members. We need to just build it so it will last and make it even more responsive and, uh, and stronger than it is. Those plans involve focusing on the executive director position, now occupied by David Barclay. Just the second executive director in GSA history, Barclay has led many of the changes which have allowed the association not only to grow, but to implement procedures and make investments that will have a long-term positive impact. Marchand said the planning has already started for the next transition of leadership within the association. We worked on very hard when I was president, was preparing for the time that David Barclay steps down. Uh, and uh, David, has, uh, he's been at the center of this and urging us to do all of the things we've been doing ever since. And those are, are all means of trying to assure that when he does step down, the organization doesn't fall apart since he's been so much the the force who's kept it going, he and Jerry Fetz. GSA continues to discuss making these kinds of plans, including the possibility of a full-time executive director once Barclay steps aside. Leadership changes are a big deal, but Kakandis points to one aspect of the membership she feels will prepare the GSA for the future. I think it always does go back to a core set of people who really sacrificed themselves in order to make sure it kept going. And there's no doubt that there's fairly large but still countable group of people who have contributed a lot to the GSA. One of those people is German Studies Review editor Sabina Hacke. She has led the journal since 2012 and said her interest in that position came from a simple desire. Yeah, it, uh, I really, as they say, wanted to contribute to the future of the GSA and do my part. Hacke oversaw a special issue of GSR this fall, which provided an overview of the association's history with contributions from many of the most influential figures in GSA's 40 years and as a key historical document. I think it captures, including um, through its imperfections, what GSA does and does. Barclay said, as a historian, he appreciates the opportunity to have that kind of record available, not only for the reflection at this point of GSA's history, but to inform future association leaders about what they represent. The founding generation still has a direct impact on the association. Barclay said his direct connection with founder Gerald Kleinfeld is immeasurably important. But future generations will not have that opportunity. He was there at the genesis, and knowing that I can pick up the phone or send him an email and get an almost instant response from him is immensely gratifying. And I hope that our members continue to realize just how absolutely vital he and other members of the founding generation were to the association. And the fact that so many of them continue to come 
I think, is testimony to the fact that uh, the GSA has been life-changing for a lot of us. Important figures in the association's history will not just contribute their thoughts to the journal issue released in September. Fett said he expects some of those important early figures to soak up the celebration in San Diego. So I think that there are going to be some people who have sort of, you know, reached that point in their lives that they don't go to conferences regularly anymore, but this is going to be an important one for them. Ben Marshke, the head of the 2017 program committee, said the excitement of seeing some of the most influential figures in the fields of German language and culture still means a great deal to him. I still get almost kind of giddy, you know, at the thought that I'm going to be at this conference and I'm going to meet these people whose books I've read or who, whose work has had a huge impact on, on me and my work or you know, whose work I, I read with my classes. Now the torch has been passed from the generation of Kleinfeld through Fetz and Barclay to Marchand, Kikandis, Haka, Margaret Menninger, Stephen Brockman, and Mary Lindemann, who will succeed Kikandis as president for the next two years. The line behind this group of leaders includes people like Marschke, Lempa, Haidt, and others. Someone presenting their first paper in 2016 may find themselves leading the program committee in the near future. These are the kinds of people that Marshawn trusts with the GSA's long-term success. I think one of the things I really learned from my experience was just how, how many quiet soldiers there are uh, just doing the work behind the scenes, making sure things happen, and committed to the organization in a way that's just, just really sort of um, awe-inspiring. To pave the way for the future, the GSA has embarked on an ambitious fundraising journey. The association has secured some major gifts and is continuing to look for ways to raise more funds. One way that members can help is by taking part in the 40 for 40 campaign at the annual meeting with a $40 donation. Fett said he knows the membership's appreciation for all that GSA offers will make the campaign successful. You know, people are committed to it. They come back again and again and again, and usually people are willing. As a, as a dean who had that as a major uh, major task, I discovered that more often than not, people would say, well, why hasn't anybody asked me? From an impromptu discussion in 1976 and a backyard gathering to an influential and growing group of scholars, the German Studies Association has created a remarkable legacy over the past 40 years. Members may come from many places with different expectations and diverse research interests, but they all have one thing in common. Uh, that whether we're uh, in literature or in history, we are interested in culture. And culture is sort of the thing that binds us together. Thank you for joining us through this look at the GSA after 40 years. Please stop by the JHU Press booth in the exhibit hall during the annual meeting. See you in San Diego.